0: Hey, guys, this is April, also known as a soul coach. This is Wise Up Wednesdays. All right, you guys, so this episode is all about addictions. And also about the thing that you need to let go of that's holding you back. The reason that I did this, uh, that I wanted to do and focus on this this week is because um, I was having a conversation with my bestie. And him and I were just, you know, just talking and all these stories started coming out. And he started laughing. He said, if you do not hurry up and write this book, (laughs) I don't even know what I'm going to do. Because your stories are like crazy down, like insanity. And it's true because my stories, I haven't even told half of the people that I know, like a quarter of the stories that I have. So I'm trying to gather them together. There is uh, a pimp goodness i can't think of his name anyway so he had the same kind of stories and he had his girlfriend write the stories because the stories were so insane that she wrote and when he, he just talked and then she wrote the stories and then he got a book published and then he became like a new york times bestseller and a lot of celebrities jumped on the bandwagon from this pimp right and I'm going to think about his name in a few minutes, but he his stories were crazy. and his stories when I read his book and also saw the documentary of him, I was like, "That's me. My stories are like that." <laughs> Because everybody has this idea that I'm such a good girl, and I'm not. <laughs> but I, I just, I'm morally, I'm together, you know. I, I say thank you, and I'm a polite. But me being this good girl image, I gotta shake this because I'm not, I'm not a good girl. <laughs> I'm not a bad girl either. But this little angel thing, no, I'm not. I'm nothing like that. <clears throat> and then people put you on pedestals when they think that you are a good girl and and so forth and they're you know cautious around you about things and I don't I don't want I want people to be their their true authentic selves when they're around me right so anyway um so the stories that I was talking to him about he was just like April what is up with all this and people that's um addicts that's around you and I was like what do you mean and he was like giving me examples of different stories I had and I was just like Wow, like I didn't even look at it like that because there is a lot of addictions around me, and I've never been one to I don't have an addictive personality, so if I did something once, I can like, oh, okay, that was cool, or then let go. And, um, and but I also have like this insight on how addictions can happen to you. So this episode is um, a, a couple of stories of things that happened to me, and then, um, and then we're gonna go into like my personal opinion on what addictions are, and like the low energies that is attached to the addictions. So let's get started. All right, you guys, so let me give you a little background. Um, so I was a senior in high school, and I was uh, the commanding officer of my ROTC unit, and I was destined to be in the military. I was going to follow in my father's footsteps. At this point, my father was out of the military and had, uh, had been working, and his uh, job laid him off. His job laid him off, and things got really for us and so I pretty much was raised by my grandparents but at the same time like I would go back and forth between my parents house and my grandfather's house my grandparents house during this time you know my father being a Vietnam veteran he had a very addictive personality and uh, he got hooked on drugs and during this time Um, My mom was working, but they were struggling, and then like my grandfather, of course, he was always financially stable, so my mom would come over there, and she would cook and grab food and things like that. It was tight, you know what I mean? For a a couple of years, because my dad really had got strung out on drugs, and I remember here I am my senior year, and I'm getting all these accolades, my... picture was in the paper i got all these awards and i was traveling and uh my dad uh company started up again right and um <clears throat> so he got back but he was still doing he went back to work but he was still doing the same stuff so they did a a, a surprise drug test on him and then from that surprise drug test he of course, failed it. And they put him in rehab because he's such a dedicated employee. And plus, he was one of the supervisors that they didn't they didn't want to terminate him. They just like, we're just going to get you the help that you need. And I remember my picture being on the front page of the paper. And um, literally, like, I am leaving the rehab center for my father and showing him, like, what I did. And he was so proud because, you know, I was going to go into the military. And... And I just, I just remember being like a 17, like walking away from this rehab facility and walking away. And he was outside, like he's standing outside of the window waving at me. And I was just, you know, I just broke down in tears because I was like, like I didn't understand what addiction was. And when I first found out that my father was on drugs, I found the drugs And I was like, what is this? And I was like, there's no way that my dad, this person that I hold to this high pedestal, is on drugs, right? And then I dated a guy that I didn't even know that was selling him the drugs. Like, that's how crazy my life was when I was 17. And I was just like, what the hell is this? It was insane. It was insane. Anyway, um, he got out and then he was like totally different totally different person. But you know, when they were in um Vietnam they did drugs and uh they had to just to 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 numb the pain and also the, the the can you imagine being extremely young over there fighting a war? It's like insane. But um anyway, um fast forward, my brother fell into my father's addictive personality um trait. And he's been on drugs for, I mean, I don't know, 20 years, I think, 20 plus years. And it's just something that, you know, as a family, we deal with because we know what it is. And so I have like that in front of me. So after my dad had gotten better and got his uh, job and got stable and everybody was good, I still stayed with my grandparents the whole time. My brother was out there wilding out. Um he later on like years later developed a gambling addiction <laughs> so it's like one addiction to the next and that's normally what happens with most addicts like if you're an addict with one thing then you acquire an, an addiction for something else because that quality and trait is already in you and it could be a disposition from your family or whatever I don't know like I said in my Instagram post I am not a therapist I'm not a counselor I'm just telling you from the spiritual point the standpoint of addiction so I can see when someone's addicted to something how their whole demeanor and spirit changes it changes to the fact and to the point that the person becomes unrecognizable. And they are unrecognizable to themselves. Not only are they unrecognizable to their family. But they become unrecognizable to themselves. Because they know that what they're doing is wrong. But they can't help it. Because that monkey that's on their back is more powerful than a family. Your kid. Your mom. Your dad. Or whatever. that's Anybody that's trying to help you along to shake that monkey. Then I've dated guys had addictions and I wouldn't even say guys I would say one in particular and that's my twin flame and for me to be able to see that addiction on him his whole personality was different because he is a divine masculine and when you see the light that's in him uh it was warming to my heart and that's what attracted me to him Was the light because I could see what other people couldn't see. And not saying that he's not a nice looking guy because he is, but I that like that was like secondary to what I saw his light to be. And for a while, that's all I saw was his light for a couple of months. And then it shifted, and the shift came. Um, from outside influences and also from within because he knew that he had a problem but he just was like I can go months without you know feeding my addiction but then it was like I, don't, I couldn't, I couldn't explain it, but I could feel it like energetically because that's how connected we are. I could feel it. And I remember one time I called him and he was at the poker table and he was just like, he looked at his phone and he knew that he was supposed to have gotten up that time when I called him because I had to stop talking to him. And then, you know, God comes to me and it's like, you need to call him. You need to call him right now because that's how connected we were. And, and I'll pick up the phone and I just, just straight up call him. It would be like in the middle of the night sometimes. It was just random time. you know and and he would be like he looked at his phone and he's like I thought you were there over my shoulder he's like that's how I was like I should have got my ass up from that poker table but I didn't and I'm not here to put his business out there because you guys don't even know who he is anyway but I'm just saying though like just in an instant like it shifted him in his personality and it was like unrecognizable like i remember us going to a bar and we were having the best night ever like we always did and it always went by super fast when we were together and um his demeanor changed it became very ugly and mean and dark and it was like his light was taken away and the darkness overpowered him and energetically i can see and feel these things and i'm like what is it and there was poker machines in the the bar that we were at, because in New Orleans there's poker machines everywhere, right? So there's these poker machines. I didn't even think anything about it, and I'm like, why is he so uptight? Like I literally could see like the light leave from him, and the darkness overpowering him. And I was like, what you know, what what is this? And then I just remember, um, there's a reason I'm telling you these different stories because I'm thinking about you know as far as energy in addictions in light and dark in shadow sides um so then he was sitting at my kitchen table and I remember this a couple years ago and he was sitting at uh, my kitchen table and he was talking about something that he did that he you know he totally messed up and I'm sitting there and he was in his light again And I'm sitting there and I just want to cry because he was so upset. And I just, I mean, like my heart was like breaking. And I can literally see like his light disappear. And at this point, there was darkness that came over him. And then it formed into like this entity that I could see in this entity that I saw was very defined and it was literally on top of his shoulders sitting there like crouched up on his shoulders and I knew then that I was no longer in control I never was in control but I knew that it doesn't matter how much I love this man That entity is more powerful than me and will remain more powerful than me until he decides that he wants to walk in the light more so than the shadow side. And that's going to take some help and assistance, right? And that is what I wanted to talk about on Wise Up Wednesdays. You know, I just think that, you know, we all know someone that has an addiction, and it's nothing to be ashamed of because we are all imperfect humans and we um <clears throat> we fall into different vices because we all have something that we vice in and I don't care what nobody say cuz no one's perfect right, right. Um, you think about the energy in terms of energy, when you think about addictions and spirituality, you know I had posted on my instagram It's like you know when you have the the spiritual idea of um addiction, it's just like you're not connecting to God, you are not connecting to divine, your connection is disintegrated. And deep down inside, your light is within you and your God light is within you because God is within you. But he can't even show himself because your shadow side is overpowering your light. And And certain entities are so strong that they pull people in your path to continue you in the darkness. And it comes to the people that are the closest to you. Your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, your best friend, your whatever. They come in and they help feed that dark energy. And I've just seen it, like, even with my own brother. Like, when I see him, when he's in light, he's different. When he's in the dark, oh, I hate him. And I don't hate anybody. And it's just like, wow, like, what is that? I mean, it was just like, it's like night and day. And it always seems to attack the most intelligent people. You all, we all know that crackhead on the corner. That when he's sober, he drops major knowledge. You're looking at this dude like, wait, what? How you know this? You're a crackhead. Just because someone's addicted on drugs doesn't mean that they're not intelligent. They're the most intelligent. And a lot of times they're clairvoyant. And a lot of times they can see. And uh, they're visionaries. And I think that that's why they're under attack the most. Because the people that are under attack the most. Are the ones that are of light. And they can really change and shift the world. And when you have that light within you. To be a leader highly intelligent um you are under attack and the 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 entities definitely come in and if you're not strong and spiritually grounded and connected to divine and you're all over the place because confusion and uh is a devil's playground and just like a, an idle mind is so you're drifting and not having a purpose and you're not living your life in a purpose and you are just kind of just like wandering around and you just like get up every day let me just figure it out my life then the devil is definitely going to come in and that entity is definitely going to come in and use you that's why you have to be in your spiritual grounding And you have to stay in your spiritual grounding. I see it with my clients. Like I can tell like some of them like they just towards the end it's like I didn't realize this is so much work so I'm just going to hurry up and get this done so I can just not do this anymore. And then realize that you're no better than you you were when you first started because you went backward. You have to continue on the routine. You have to continue on watching stuff that feeds your brain. You got to continue to read. You have to continue to do that every single day. Because if you don't, then you become idle. And the next thing you know is five years later. And you're doing the same shit you did ten years before. Because you didn't do the damn work. Because you you got lazy. Because I'm tired. I'd rather watch TV than read a book. And for somebody that has an addictive personality, the first thing that's going to go to their mind is, let me hit the casino. Let me go hit this crack pipe. Let me go shoot up. Because that also helps them in their pain. Because there's a deep wound that a lot of addicts are masking. That they don't even know they really have half of them. and for me i don't throw people away because they have an addiction because I, I i understand it and i and i get it because they're not in their right mind they're not in their right energy um <clears throat> some of my clients there is this guy and i'm not going to mention his name that i show his uh, i give them their his youtube channel and he's this guy that was a devil worshipper and in his devil worship, that he actually had conversations with the devil. And once you have an understanding of what the darkness is, because when I let's let's back up a little bit, when I surrendered and I hit rock bottom in my life in 2017, the end of 2017, when I hit rock bottom, that is when I surrendered. When I surrendered, that's when God starts showing me. The opposition. And the opposition being the devil. And when I start learning and understanding the power of the devil. Then I had a great appreciation of the power of God. But if you don't know about your opposition. And you're just wandering around. You will fail. You have to have a clear understanding That, uh, just as there's light, there's dark. Just as there's dark, there's light. As below, as above, as so below. And when you think about the bigger picture, there is, uh, when he talked about, like, the devil and his, um, Principalities, I think it's called, um, they're all over. There's different ones that control different parts of America, different parts of the world. There's a certain entity that controls the government. There's a certain entity that controls the president that triggers you. Like, some of you guys hate Trump so much that when he gets on the thing, there's, like, something in you just because that's an entity that's connected to that, right? That's an entity that's connected to you being on the left or you being on the right if you get triggered by politics and you are sheep you're not a leader you're a sheep because you have to understand the manipulation of it all and i'm not even going to get into that right now but i'm saying that everything has light and dark <laughs> so when you recognize entities and you recognize um that there's different parts of the country the different parts of um your neighborhood there's different parts have you ever been okay have you ever been in a neighborhood or in a house where you're like this house feels like shit something you don't even have to be intuitive it's just your discernment you're like this doesn't feel right it's because there's an entity in that house or there's darkness that's in that house <coughs> St- which is an energy, which is stagnant energy that, is, uh, that has been there and is sitting there. Uh, there's people that you've been around and you're like, that person is evil. That person is dark. There's some people that I see. I don't even see their face. I see their demon. And then they're asking me, like, April, why are you antisocial? Why you don't talk? Because I see what I... Because before I've had this gift... All my life, and I could never be able to explain to people why I don't fuck with them because that demon that's in them is powerful, and I don't want that energy and that demon next to me, so I don't deal with a lot of people. <laughs> and my friends will tell you she's very, like, antisocial sometimes. But in, but to circle back to that guy, he talks about this. So he's driving, he's in, he's from New York, and he's driving, and he's like, oh, so this principi- principality, it covers this area, this territory. His name is such and such. And then, like, going through and going, and I'm like, wait, what? And then he went into, like, this uh, store, I don't know what they would call it. Like, they had candles and Um, It was a botanical, I guess. I don't know what it was. But it had, like, all this stuff in it. And he was walking through. And the person that was with him was like, I feel something. He was like, oh, yeah. Because this certain demon entity or whatever is in this place. And it is guiding you to get stuff that you don't know anything about. That you can serve the devil. Like, seriously. That's why when you people are, like, thinking that witches is, like, a trend... Right now, being a witch, but they don't even know what the the hell that they got going on. <laughs> you're being a trend, and you're hanging out with a trend, and you're wearing sigils that's on sigils that's on your t shirt, and you don't even know what that means. Everything is symbolisms, and symbolisms for light and for dark. And if you're not cautious, you're pulling in an entity that that sigil relates to. <laughs> So that's when I say like when it goes back to like really understanding what light and dark is. Really have an understanding of what God and the devil is. Or how I like to call the devil low. Because it's low vibrations. And understanding how addictions plays a huge part in that. Huge part. So how do you get away from it what do you do next like if you know that you have this addiction spiritually what do you do next well stay tuned in the next segment and I'll tell you what I feel you should do all right you guys so I don't want to I just want to like kind of circle back and make sure that I'm clear on like addictions and holding on to something that you know you need to let go of in order to move forward in your life. And I also think about addictions as like having a, a toxic relationship. Uh, like I said, uh, if you are a twin flame, that means that your life is divinely guided for your purpose. However, we are free will so it's all about your decisions that you make in your life. So if you make the decision to to not be on the journey, it's it's your free will to do so. However, you will be pulling in karmic relationships. And these karmic relationships which I talked about in a previous episode are there to push you into a, like your path. And you will continue to repeat these karmic relationships until you get the lesson, right? And your twin comes into your life to change your ass, to change you, to push you on your path and to change you and, and to love you unconditionally, right? And a lot of times twin flames don't come into union. We talked about this, right? However, those karmic relationships are in your face for a reason. And then you start seeing a cycle of the people that you date. <clears throat> a lot of times those karmic relationships carry that entity that triggers something in you and pulls you off your path pulls you far away from your path so it's up to you to use your discernment and use your heart and your in your discernment through your heart chakra in order to realize that you have learned this lesson and I get this lesson so you can move on are you going to continue to repeat it and repeating that lesson it's hard it's like being in hell and continue the same loop over and over and over again Just continuing the loop over and over again it's the same scenario nothing's ever going to change it's the same thing and you get yourself back into the cycle Over and over again. Over and over again. And uh, until you just break free and be by yourself. And you connect to divine. And you meditate. And you, you get closer to God. That is when you break the cycles. But hanging on to toxic relationships. Is another way of how the devil uses you. In the book, Outwitting the Devil, he talks about how he's having a conversation with the devil. If you haven't read that book by Napoleon Hill, it, to me, is more powerful than *Think Can Grow Rich. Outwitting the Devil came out in the 30s, but they didn't publish it until, like, 30 years later. And the reason that they did is because they were scared of the backlash, right? <coughs> Because the backlash is that he is having an interview. He's interviewing the devil. And as he's interviewing the devil, the devil's like, I attack relationships through love, sex, because it's the most powerful, right? And he's like, I put people in your life to get you off the track. I pull people in your life so that you don't have a definition of purpose. Having a definition of purpose every single day you wake up and you're on your path. It's really hard for shadow sides and entities to come in when you are determined and you're shifted and you know what you're going to do and get you have a definition of purpose. When you do not have a definition of purpose, that is when you are easily manipulated. And so that girl that looks amazing on the outside, because she's going to be everything that you want physically, especially for a man. She's going to be everything physically that you want. Because, like, man, she bad. She got a nice fat ass. Blah, 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 blah. But then you start pulling off the layers. And she's nothing. Do what you need, in, like, emotionally. But the sex is amazing. So that's the, the key, right? And the same thing with women. Like, the guys that are the most attractive to me and the, the most amazing sex have been... The worst, let me tell you, the absolute worst. And we hang on to our different reasons like, oh, he looks, you know, we look great together. Oh, the sexist mom. Yeah, he's annoying as fuck. And he's a dick. But you know, it doesn't really matter because, hey, he looks good, right? We both, both sexes do it. And that is a distraction. Let's distract you off your path because then you become addicted to that person. You become addicted to the connection. You become addicted to like, oh my God, this person is everything. I don't know what I'm doing. And then you create these scenarios in your head that you need this person and you don't. That's the devil playing with you. Excuse my voice. But it's the same thing though. It's the same exact thing as an addiction. There's toxic relationships and toxic, you know, addictions that are pulling you off your path. And that's pretty much what it is. So how do you, you know, you're like April. Okay, we get it. We get it. We understand what addictions is. We understand this and that and this and that. It's dark, light, great, whatever. So how do I fix it? I'm not here to tell you that. That's not like what I'm here to do. I'm here to give you the awareness of what it is. Because with that awareness, you have a choice. And the choice is either you're going to connect to divine and get into your light side and disconnect from your dark. Um. You have to be definite in your purpose. You have to truly decide what you want in your life. With no compromising. And if you want to be a slave to an addiction, then carry on. Carry on. You'll be with that addiction for the rest of your life until you do something to change it and that person that has addiction has to be the one to change it. <coughs> you can't love that person through it. You just can't. You can't love that person through it. You can't love that person through it because most addicts don't have the self-love for themselves because if they did, they would seek the help that they need. And and they're lost. They're lost in the matrix of. In the 3D of like. How do I get out of this? I know I need to quit. But I don't know how to. Because this makes me feel really good. And when I'm not here. Then this makes me feel really bad. And then like with gambling. It's a rush. Until you're broke. And then you go through the cycle all over again. Just to get that rush again. It's the same thing. As if you were on a drug. Like um. Back in two thousand and four, me and my friend, uh, one of my besties, we decided to do X, right? And um literally, like, I went on this two month binger of poppin' peels. And in on that binger, I was saw myself literally like I didn't feel right unless I popped a pill, and I was like, "April, <laughs> this is not even you." Like my finances was were dwindling. Like I literally was like April, and I was running around like a rat in a race. Like I was, and that's not how how I am in the first place, right? And I'm like, "What is this?" I'm like, "What well, this is?" I and I dro- I was dropping weight. Um, my friends were like, one of my friends was having a baby and she invited me to the baby shower and I had been super excited that she having this baby because she's black and the guy that, uh, her husband is Lebanese and I was like, oh, that baby's going to be beautiful and so forth. I couldn't wait for her to have this baby and then like literally didn't show up for the baby shower because I was just too, I was coming down off eggs and I didn't feel like going like people would call me and i look at the phones like i don't want to talk to them today i don't want to be bothered today two months i was like that until one day i woke up and i was like this is not my life i cannot live like this this is not who i am i have to do better than this and just like that bloop i stopped not everybody can do that But I knew that my purpose was a lot. But that year, 2004, was one of the years that changed my life, like shifted me. Because I went to God and I said, tell me what you need me to do because this is not my life anymore. I don't want want this. And it was like my job. And, you know, I was getting stalked by this crazy person. It was just insane because I had a couple of stalkers and I didn't understand that. But anyway... Long story short, like, I literally was sitting in my apartment, like, crying and praying, like, I deserve better than what I've accepted myself. I keep numbing some kind of pain through alcohol and through pills. So what do I need to do? And I stopped immediately. Like, immediately. Because I could see the path I was on. I dropped so much weight. And I was like, oh, no, I've always been sick. I've always been curvy, you know. And I'm like, wait, what is this? This is not who I am. Like, what's going on? You know? And then I stopped. And when I stopped, that's when I had the realization that this is not who I am. And I've never been addicted to anything ever again in my life. And I really didn't have a <coughs> um, an addictive personality then. I was very aware. Like, we we're, you know, when you're in an you're very aware of what you're doing. It's just that your shadow side has overpowered. If I would have stayed in that cycle, there's no telling where I would be. I definitely wouldn't have like had my son like what the, uh, eight, seven, eight years later. You know what I mean? Like, I definitely wouldn't have had him. But I'm like, man, like I literally was like out of control, and a guy I was dating at the time. It's like, April, you out of control? What is? What are you doing? <laughs> And I'm like, I don't know. Blah, blah 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 you know, and then, you know, once I got out of that, I was like, no, I will never have anything to overpower me again. And so that's why I, I can talk about addictions and, um, uh, what that feeling is like during and afterward. And, and I just think that a lot of people suffer from that. And, I. um. Uh, you're not alone, but you got to get the help. And a lot of times you need help and you don't want to ask for help because you think that you have the answer and you think that you can stop and you can't. You need professional help. And, uh, and, you, need to be, and you need to hold yourself accountable. And not point fingers at anybody else. If you're pointing fingers at other people because of your addiction, then you're not, you're not, uh, you're not nowhere near getting healed. I have to take personal accountability for myself. Take personal accountability for yourself. Get closer to divine and go get help. Unless you want to continue on this cycle for the rest of your life. Which we all know how that ends. Right? need to be dead are you going to be a vegetable are you just gonna like commit suicide because you're tired right and we don't want that we need you know we need the good ones the light ones the the ones that have life purpose to be in their purpose and to love in their purpose and to follow through and to and to live the life that they know they can live because it doesn't matter where you're at in your life um It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You can always change it. If I can change it, you can change it. Anybody can change it. Whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, or 50s. It doesn't matter. So, I wanted to just bring awareness around addictions. It was on my heart, you know, to do this. And then, like like I said, my friend and I were having a conversation about, like, all the addicts that surround me. And how I, uh... I felt like maybe I should, uh, go back to school and become a psychologist, which I'm still considering. And then I thought about like, you know, what more can I, I do as a spiritual life coach to help people along on their way, except for telling people my story and letting them know that they're not alone and that, you know, you really need to have a connection to divine and, uh, into and God, because I believe in God. If you don't believe in God, that's on you. I'm just telling you, like, when you believe in God and whatever definition of God is for you, the universe or whatever, do the work and meet meet them halfway and then you'll see miracles happen. But you got to put in the work and you got to make a change and continuing to do the same thing you've been doing and expecting a change is really the definition of insanity. Do the do the work. It's going to be hard. It's going to be sacrifices. And you got to do it one day at a time. And once you realize that one day at a time it goes into 30 days and then 90 days, then it's a year. And Next thing you know, you're like a year sober. And then you forget like, oh, I forgot what that felt like. But you have to be stronger than the entity that's covering you. And the entity can't live in an idle mind. And an entity can't live in a person that doesn't have a definition of purpose. Definition of purpose is everything in your life today. And um, in the description box, I'm going to leave um, some numbers (coughs) for you to call if you are an addict or if you need help. Um, if you need additional numbers or anything, you know, everything and email that I receive is confidential. So uh, send me an email that will also be in the description box or wherever you are looking at or listening to this podcast. Um, it's Wise Up Wednesdays, you guys, and I don't want to be doom and gloom, but I'm telling you one thing. I'm going to end with this. If I can change my life with all the adversity that that I've had in my life, from my childhood being molested, um, from, like, all the stuff that I've had in my life that I haven't even talked about, (laughs) you can definitely change. Definitely change. So, there's, like, no more excuses. And... And if it's a toxic relationship you need to let go of, you need to let go of it. If it's drugs, alcohol, whatever that is stopping you from your growth, you need to let it go. And move into your definition of purpose. Right? My voice is still jacked up. <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's okay. I don't even understand why. It's been, o- it's been over a week. <coughs> and my throat is still jacked. But anyway. You guys have a great hump day because it is Wednesday. Um, I'm excited to talk about Friday. to be a little bit more uplifting than Wednesday. But I just think that I need to pull the bandage off of some of this. And really understand that doing the spiritual work and being on your spiritual journey is not always namaste and peace be with you. Because that's not real. It's not. Uh, you can be, you know, at peace and love and light. But at the same time, you need to like pull that bandage off and be like, "You know what this is ugly. this don't feel good, but I got to go through it and on the other side of that is where the healing starts, but you gotta have some personal accountability, right All right, thank you guys for listening. You know how to reach out to me um on my email soul one s o l e o n e at mail dot com my booking site of being the um description box along with my email and along with some numbers that you can use if you know an addict or somebody is gambling or drugs or whatever um don't be afraid to reach out all right you guys enjoy the rest of your week and i'll talk to you friday thanks